Hello, it's Robert Bathurst here. I was one of the first guests on My Time Capsule, and Mike has asked me to tell you that you can now listen to the podcast ad-free by subscribing to Acast Plus. Details of how to join are in the description of each episode. Mike says it's very reasonably priced. In fact, Mike says it's a bargain. And who am I to disagree? Locked here in his cellar. Anyway, for a small subscription, Acast Plus, My Time Capsule, ad-free. Free. Unlike me. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to My Time Capsule. I'm Mike Fenton-Stevens, and in this podcast, I ask my guests the simple question, what five things from your life do you wish you could preserve in a time capsule? They could choose four things that they cherish, and one that they would rather hadn't happened or existed at all. And then we talk about them. That's it. And doing that this week is the actress Jay Griffiths, who, despite her numerous theatre credits, is probably best known for her roles in Drop the Dead Donkey, Between the Lines, Bugs, 72 episodes of The Bill, 72 episodes of Doctors, Criminal Justice, just the five episodes, Coronation Street, Silent Witness, Skins, EastEnders, Doctor Who, Holby City and Casualty. She's the presenter of the BBC school series Watch and Storytime. And she's taken part in Celebrity Mastermind. And now she's on my time capsule. Lucky us. Because we get the chance to hear the funny, lovely, and I have to say, moving things she'd like to put in a time capsule. I hope you enjoy listening. So, Jay, I'm going to talk to you about five things from your life that to other people would seem completely insignificant, but they're important to you. Yes. One of which you'd like to get rid of from your life. That's it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, let's start with your first thing. So, first thing is I would like the whole of Japan, please. (laughs) Fair enough. (sighs) We went on honeymoon to Japan and we've been back subsequently. Mm. And it is one of the most extraordinary places in the universe, I would hazard a guess. Mm. It is so beautiful and so weird and so foreign and so gentle. 
all at the same time. Mm. It is it is so bizarre and you stick out. It's not like you can blend in. Don't you know. Know. My husband's white, so this here, he's six foot. There's a black woman <laughs> walking around Tokyo. It's like, <laughs> we're not blending in anywhere here. No. <laughs> we is foreign. <laughs> and just met with extraordinary kindnesses and just weirdness. We climbed a mountain, mm. you know, not a high mountain, like, like doing Snowden, for no. instance. You know, it's, you don't need any gear for it. You just walk up and walk back down again. We did that. And passing women in their stilettos with their Gucci handbags. <laughs> because it's uncool to be seen as unfeminine. Yeah. And having walking boots would be... And you think, really? It's, wow. it's 2019, people, really? What are we doing? Mm. Just bizarre. And no, no security anywhere. There's just none, because they don't need it. No. So if you drop something, especially in a train station, it'll be pushed to the side so that no one stands on it. Mm. And you can go back and get it. And after a week, the police will take it. But other than that, it'll be there. <laughs> you can't smoke and walk along the street because that's littering, because your ash will drop on the floor. Of course. So there are little smoking sections everywhere. But you go to a restaurant, people are having pipes and cigars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so that law hasn't quite caught up. Yeah, it's it? that country it of, is... of extraordinary contrast, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And as you say, we had the really alien time. to a Western yeah. eye. And, oh, my God, so beautiful. I mean, the countryside, Kyoto, they're just incredible. Mm. And if I could work there, I would live there. It's such a peaceful place. Mm. If It would help if I spoke Japanese, I'm guessing. Yeah, which I don't. probably no. But, um, oh, heavenly. If you can, do. I've always wanted to go, actually. I've always, it's the one place I would definitely choose to go, but I've never been. Yeah, because as you say, it looks astonishing. It is. From the scale and the the density of the cities. Yes. To the beauty of the the countryside. And so variable. The snow at the top going right down to tropical. Seeing deer walking around and taking the train. Mm. I read a book about the... um, nuclear disaster in Japan and the consequences of it. People tend to ignore the rules, but in in Japan, they've just not gone back. They've been told you can't go back, so they haven't. Yeah, people follow the rules in Japan. Mm -hmm. Do you know about the white telephone? No, what's that? Remember when there was the tsunami? Yeah. And an entire coastal town was washed away. Mm. One of the inhabitants erected a white telephone and people could go to the white telephone and talk to those they'd lost. Oh, my word. And it was an a- absolutely just this act of, of remembrance, but it's also to cope with your grief, mm. that by using the telephone, there was something concrete where you could stand and talk to them. Mm. Because, of course, they're all dead. Yeah. But there are no bodies. There's no, there are no markings. There's, and this, just the imagination and the empathy to do that. Yes. I thought it was just extraordinary. Yeah. So I found that so moving. Because there is that contrast. And then that sort of historical thing of a, a completely unforgiving yes. land. It had an unforgiving political system. It had yes. complete obedience to the emperor. And then, yep. you know, its military history was awful, I suppose, really. You know, yep, treat- vicious. And yet then yes. you say you turn up there and the politest, most charming... Who will go out of their way to aid you, who will who see it as their duty, their civic duty, yeah, yeah. to help foreigners. Because there aren't any street signs, and even if there were, you can't read them. So, no. <laughs> you know. 
And you don't tip because it's rude, because mm. they're paid for their job. Mm. And that notion of personal honour, you know, and that the way their society has matured is because of their geography. They live on a volcanic island yeah. and they live at, right at the edge. So they're crammed cheek by jowl. So, of course, they don't touch. Mm. My bowing mm. is so... And that's why they've had such a much better time of COVID, because right. they don't touch anyway. Right. And they're very used to wearing masks, as are the Koreans. Mm. So that didn't have to be introduced for them. And masks are about your civic duty towards your fellow humans. Absolutely. It's about not them giving it to you. It's about you stopping, preventing you from hurting them. Yes. So they're very au fait with that. It's strange, isn't it, how long it's taken people to catch on to that here. I've seen people wearing masks in this country. Clearly, from the way they're behaving, they think they're invulnerable because I'm wearing a mask. Yes. You yeah, go, no, yeah. do you know how small a virus is? I've got is? a shield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it can go in your eye. Yeah. It can go in your yeah. eye, yeah. or your ear, up your mm. nose. Mm. You know, I mean, mm. it's just a mask. And, they, and yeah. they're not only that. I saw something the other day. <laughs> this is when it gets really silly. He came out of the shop and he lit a cigarette. And he pulled his mask aside, took a puff on the cigarette, and then put the mask back. And you think, no! Well, so your hands have gone straight to your mouth with the cigarette. Yeah. And... <laughs> It's, it's sort of worse than not wearing it. Yeah. You'll be surprised when you get it, won't you, yeah. that chap? You'll be very surprised. I had a bloody mask I, on. I wore a mask. Who gave oh, me that? Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. So uh, when you say you've been to Japan, how many times have you been? Oh, only twice. Twice. It's quite a long way. Yeah, it is a long way. Yeah. It's not cheap. No. And would you no. say there's a particular place that you would want to go to again? Oh, I'd quite like to redo, because we did a whole trip around to... We, well, we did three of the islands. We did Nagasaki and Hiroshima and Kyoto and Tokyo. Mm. And I'd like to redo that. Mm. We stayed in the Peninsula Hotel in Tokyo. And we went from there, and then we went out into the villages and stayed on straw beds <laughs> on the floor. It was... Oh, my goodness. And I had to carry this sign around that said, I am a vegetarian. That means I do not eat meat. Mm. I do not eat chicken. Right. (laughs) That had to be made very clear. This is not real meat, it's just chicken. (laughs) What are you talking about? Get a grip. (laughs) My daughter had that problem in in France for many years. Really? We would say she's vegetarian and they'd say, oh, of course, yeah, no, absolutely, we understand. And then they would bring her a salad to start with and then they would have just sprinkled lardons on it, you know, so bits of bacon. And you say, but no, she's vegetarian. So but it helps the flavour. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Gosh, we really, haven't quite grasped this. Have I'm we? sure they have now, but uh, you know that is twenty years <laughs> yeah. ago. But uh, yeah. it was a constant problem trying to explain to people it means no meat. It's really meat. simple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's not a grey area. There's an absolute line. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay, oh, I'm going to put Japan. the entire country of Japan. Yes, please. Into, yes, please. I'm going to have to dig an enormous hole with this, Jay. <laughs> no, I know. No, but you can miniaturise it as well, oh, though. I, I can do all those pencils. things, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are one of the rules. Hang on a you've been yeah. on Doctor Who, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where these yeah. ideas come God. from, you know. And you wait yeah. to the bloody Doctor Who has to dig a hole for a time capsule. It's got <laughs> Japan in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's your first item, Jay. Thank you. Uh, good. Uh, so, what's your second item? Uh, second is my solo show. 
the stage show called Don't Wake Me, oh. the ballad of Nihal Armstrong, mm. which uh, is the story of a dead disabled kid in verse. <laughs> Parallel ops. <laughs> But it is actually very funny. It's written by his mum, Hila Gupta. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, it is such a beautiful piece of work. It is just beautiful. Mm. And it was directed by Guy Slater. Mm. And it was the first time I'd done anything, you know, a solo show. And, uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> the very first time we did it, it was at Soho Theatre, which was to invite only. So everybody knew me and everybody loved me. So I knew I was already on a winner mm. before I stepped on stage. And I stood in the wings and I could see the fire exit. And I thought, so you either get a backbone and do your fucking job mm. or run away. Perfectly valid option. Yeah. Entirely valid. Yeah. They will understand. And uh, I stepped out on stage all by myself. Oh. And one hour, four minutes later, I came off. Mm. And it just... So we've been all over the world with it. So I've done it in New York, in wow. Delhi, and. Basingstoke, <laughs> in Edinburgh, in London. Doing a play with other people, you can all stand in the wings and look at each other and go, come on, let's do this yeah. together. But that, And then it's us against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, here know, we go, we're a team. When you're in a play. But you yeah. on your own, yeah. here I go, stepping out. That's brave. Except that it's also incredibly powerful because mm. it's just you. You do whatever the hell you like. Mm. And you step out and you can feel the mood they're in. Yeah. You can feel if there are lots of people going, oh, when, does, when is, can we get to the bar? <laughs> you, know, you can feel when they've been affected. You can feel if you've been too slow. Mm-hmm. Or, it's an incredible experience. It's all down to you, isn't oh, it? I'm so proud it's of it. It's all down to you in yeah. those circumstances, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. occasionally there is yeah. that etiquette between actors when you're working together on the stage that if you're going to suddenly change it in a dramatic way, just on the spur of the moment, mm. because you feel like it, that's yeah. not a very kind thing to do to another actor because they go, whoa, no. where did no. that come from? And are you playing alone? Because mm, yeah. I'm here, yeah, you know. Quite. But as a one-person performer, you have that freedom, don't you? Yeah, but also Nihal, even though he, he's passed, because I just talked to him all, to, all for the whole hour because he's on stage with me mm. growing up. So I, very strange that you didn't feel alone. But also it's direct speech. You don't pretend the audience aren't no. there. So I talk to them yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're not alone, except that they don't know what's coming. No. Very, very odd feeling. But the nerves. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time having the same conversation, are you going to do your job or are you going to run? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> choose again. It's to your credit that you choose to go on each time. Yeah. Mostly fear, I think, governs that, though. The fear of not going yeah. on is, is greater than the fear of going yeah. on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> the fear of having to explain to Guy, Guy Slater, who directed it, and Rahilo, who wrote it, why I didn't go on, mm. is that. But also, if I don't go on, they won't hear the story. Yeah. And the story's important. When you're bound up in a play like that, when you're bound up in a story and you feel personally responsible, mm. it really makes a difference. We're not telling the story of Hamlet again. It's a sort of... A, yeah. People know that story. But if you're telling something unique yeah. and new that people don't know, it can really lift you, can't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's a story that needs to be told. What is the story? Or will it blow it if I... The story is... Uh, no, no, no. It's on YouTube. Mm. Um, 
The story is of a small Indian woman who has this life inside her and feels something is wrong. Mm. And whilst in labour in the hospital, must say a thousand times, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, there's something wrong. And a series of nurses and doctors continue to ignore Mm. her until it's too late, until the baby is in utter distress. So he is born with severe cerebral palsy because they didn't listen to her. And if they'd got to her sooner, if they'd got him out sooner, he'd have been fine. But he had such deprivation of oxygen. Mm. And then the battle begins because then they say to her, he'll be a vegetable, put him in a home. And she said the day she looked at him, she knew he was not a vegetable. Mm. He wasn't even close to being a vegetable. He was just a person in a body that didn't function as other bodies do. She said, so what? And then the battle began. She would not send him to a special school. She said, there's nothing special about him. He needs to do maths, English, geography and history. Thank you very much. (laughs) And that battle. And he was 17 years Mm. old. And he died just before his maths A-level. Oh, Lord. And the reason it's called Don't Wake Me is on the night he died. He got her up three times. And she says, she says in the play, do you need something to drink? No. Are you hungry? No. Then don't wake me again. Oh, Lord. And the line is, and so he doesn't. Not ever. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. God, you're putting yourself through it then doing this play, aren't you? Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it hurts, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, there's no, um, yeah. And that's the, one of the great paradoxes. You have all that power on stage mm. and then you come off and you are just unspeakably lonely. Mm. It's so lonely. There's no one to go over bits that didn't work or were you too slow, were you too fast? Or, yeah. It's always that discussion between actors afterwards about uh, it's somebody saying to you that was good that bit I love that yeah that was I love the way you did that bit encouraging each other and uh, and helping each other through it or or if something goes wrong people saying oh it didn't matter you know they didn't know we covered it and it was fine or shall we sort this out what should we do tomorrow let's try and do yeah but if guy wasn't in and guy can't watch it possibly watch you know he can't (laughs) shoot himself. then there would be nobody to have that discussion mm. with. Because by the end, you know, there was quite a lot of tears from the audience, hopefully. Especially in New York, I used to come out and the bar would be shut. Oh. It's nine o'clock at night <laughs> and everybody had gone. Oh, no. I, OK, because they don't have that tradition. No. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. They don't want to meet me beforehand. It's like, you're having a giraffe. Yeah. I can't meet people before the no. show. It's like... I have to prepare. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Are we going to have dinner? Bizarre. Bizarre. Dinner before the show. Like, yeah. No. That'll be a no. <laughs> Very strange. I've not done enough serious drama. I've done nearly all. I've really? done loads of comedy. Yes. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Of course, comedy. Yeah. You know, And actually, yeah. because, you know, you might say it's as painful not to get a laugh, but I always find it funny. Yeah. I think if I do something that I yeah. think is funny <laughs> <laughs> and people don't laugh, that's the one thing that will corpse me. If I've done a joke or something I thought, oh, this will be funny, and I do it at sight, yes. that's the moment I'm almost gone. <laughs> Always. Because I look at myself and I, I just, in a way, really relish the absurdity of the life I'm leading. Yeah. 
This is your day job. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I'm playing a thousand-year-old witch in this show yeah. at the moment in Belgrade. And I've got fake ears. I've got white hair. I've got black fingers. It takes an hour and a half in makeup. Mm. And I parade round <laughs> like I'm the knee, bee's knees. This is my day job. <laughs> this is what I do. This is, <laughs> this is what this is what I have to talk to the Inland Revenue about. I this know. is my job. And then they say, "So these just... false nails that you've claimed for, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they weren't for me. Yeah. I was a witch. <laughs> they was, yeah, yeah. Do you want to see the pits? Yeah, come and sit in makeup. It just, uh, I love it. I love it. We are so fortunate. We are. I mean, we are very when fortunate. When I talk to people at home at the minute who are, you know, no other actors are working. No. All the theatres shut. Just we're going to come to Belgrade. I tell you oh, that. Yeah, come. I'm of a certain age. I, there are things I can do. I can do this, for example. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying doing yeah. this. But I really feel for sort of young actors that I know and I've worked with, who, yes. whose life is theatre. That's all they do. They don't yes. do television. They don't do film. They just do theatre, and it's yeah. just stopped dead. And there's no concept of when that's going to start again. No. There's not even talk no, of it. Nobody's talking of it. They're watching their no. entire career and with the thing that they love, yeah. the thing they've chosen to do in life, just become an impossibility. Yeah. And how many theatres won't survive? Well, somebody said to me recently, it'll be all right, the commercial world will sort it out. I said, but only for commercial projects. Yeah. I did a show in Oxford a few years ago, which was just fantastic, but it was a community piece and it, it would never have been funded. You know, seven actors... They're just doing this thing and playing it to, you know, 150 people, yeah. but a very important play. It was it was just a beautiful piece to do. And, and again, like you, yeah. that feeling of coming off afterwards. And we had each other, which was great, because it, it, you were drained emotionally. You would absolutely be drained. Because we were saying the words of other people. Yeah. We were saying yeah. it took a lot of learning. Yeah. But it was just fantastic to be the mouthpiece yeah. of these people. I met the person I was playing. He came to see the play. And he said, oh, you make me sound much more convincing than I really am. <laughs> Which was nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. Then, yeah, oh. no, just a bit more theatrical, oh. that's all. Oh. I gave you a deeper voice. That's yes. all it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad that oh. your play is on YouTube because I think we should look it up. I should put a link to it. And if Thank people you. want to pause now or Thank you. just stop listening, Thank that's you. up to you. It's your life. Go and watch it on YouTube <laughs> and get some tissues. I would say. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. That's two items. So what's yes. what's next? Okay, we're going to take a short break here for some adverts. We'll be back very soon. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more 
and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. Thanks for waiting. Okay, let's get back to Jay Griffiths and find out what else she'd like to put into her time capsule. So the next one is my husband and my dogs. Uh, Just mostly my dogs. He'll understand. (laughs) Ernie and Peggy, my whippets. Because yeah. it's only me and my husband and those two, our little family. Mm. So we put them in the car, drive off, we have day trips, go to the seaside. And, <laughs> oh, they just remind you to be here now. Yes. To not constantly do that. Oh, tomorrow I've got to do that and then that and then that. And what if? And what about next week and next month? They have don't care, not interested. All they're interested in is, what is your mood? What are you doing? Mm. How are you feeling? How are you interacting with me right this moment? Are you going to throw the ball? And are you going to give me my dinner? Because (laughs) it's getting quarter five, you know, time's marching on, getting the kitchen staff, off you go. That's quite a lot of that. So, uh, yes, I would put my family, who make me feel... And Safe. whippets, you say? Yeah. 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 Uh, unusual dogs to own, I think, whippets. I don't know if there are many about. You don't see them. Well, no, because they're um, they're quite little divas, so they can't sleep on the floor um. because they feel the drafts. So, <laughs> you know, dog's not allowed on the furniture, don't get a whippet. No. And you've got Linford Christie in your sitting room. So, you know, I do very fast. I'm really fast. And I do that for five minutes. I may go on a walk for an hour, <laughs> probably won't. And then I need to lie down and have some dry toast. Oh, exhausting, darling. Preferably in a darkened room <laughs> because I'm exhausted. <laughs> Look at me, I'm shaking. <laughs> I need you to take my other bed out into the sun so I can cook my internal organs. And then I need you to move it into the shade. Mm. Then I need you to move it back into the night. That's a full-time yeah. job then. Yeah. Basically, we are the staff. Yeah. Basically. But you're taking your husband, why? So that he can take yeah. them for walks or that he picks up the poo? <laughs> no, no, no. Picking up the poo is your civic duty. Okay, Must yeah. be done. Mm-hmm. Um, doing your civic duty is... Uh, people think it's a burden and I do not think so. No. I think it is our responsibility to have responsibility toward the group. Without a doubt. Like it. Without a doubt. It's like paying taxes. That's always seen as some sort of must be avoided at all costs. And you think, well, if no one pays into the pot, what happens to our society? What happens to the safety net where no one must starve in this country? We're incredibly rich. So let's all pay in and do our bit. (laughs) Hey-ho, she says, sitting in a five-star hotel in Belgrade. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a tough life. My life's so hard. It's so difficult. (laughs) So how old are the Whippets now? (gasps) Oh, uh, Ernie is three and Peggy is nine-ish. Right. So we choose to say nine. Where did you get them? From Whippet Rescue. Right. Um, So she was used... She just had a tough start. But her foster... The people who fostered her sort of brought her back to life a bit and then Mm. we got her. But um, she has many issues. 
So she doesn't make a noise if she gets hurt. So you have to be mindful all the time. Mm. She's very stoical. She assumes no one will care, which is very interesting. Mm. So it's rare if she makes a noise. It's rare if she barks. It's usually because someone has the audacity to use the pavement (laughs) outside our house (laughs) as though it were free. Yeah. Especially if they have another dog with them. Yeah, she's good at that job. That's when she's really good. When she's behind the fence, she's a rock fighter. If they come toward the fence, she runs (laughs) I don't really know about the abuse of whippets. Are they rat catchers or what do they use for? No, uh, it's not the abuse of whippets. It was just the abuse of Peggy because she is a blue and white. So she's quite rare Uh, and you can get a premium for puppies. So she was used as a brooding bitch. But someone broke her leg and left it because you don't need all your four legs to have puppies. So she's a little bit deformed. So she has arthritis and just neglect, you know, nobody. But hey, rescues are full of dogs needing home. Mm. Rescue. I I don't have a dog and I've not had a dog. uh, And why not? um, Well, I think really for the sake of uh, looking after it, I... I don't know. Mm. I don't know cats. I've always had cats mm. because they are easy. Ah. But they're not daft cats. No. I know that my we had a cat that would, at four o'clock every day, would just come down the stairs, having sort of lounged around on a bed all day and, you know, think just four o'clock, patter down the stairs, out through the cat flap, and then it would sit on the wall outside my house as all the children went by from school. Oh, clever. And, and it would meow as if it was in pain almost. You know, oh, yes. Oh, Lord, yeah. help. My life's so help me, difficult. Help me, help <laughs> me. So hordes of children were stopping and petting it and stroking it. And it was a, it was a really oh, clever... So it had its daily dose of adoration. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I tried it. All the kids yeah. laughed at me. <laughs> All right, lovely. Well, I'm going to take your gorgeous... Um, what colour were they? What did you say? The whippets? So One of them is a, a blue. A brindle. A brindle. And blue and white is Peggy. Blue and, and white. And a, a blue brindle is Ernie. Wow. Yes, who's a, who is fearless and gives Peggy confidence and he is just a joy. Mm. But he's just full of life. He has two states, on and off. That's <laughs> it. We have two of our dogs. Rodney and Gracie are buried in our garden. Mm. We would take them as well. <laughs> and that... Yeah, that loss, and also that, but but it's compounded because you you have done the right thing, because you have ended their lives whilst there is still, whilst you can still do something about it, yeah. whilst you can still give them the end that is necessary, or you can watch them suffer for another mm. year. I mean, mm. but you don't do that, no. and you make that decision, and this man comes to your house, and he kneels down and kills your dog. Yeah. Oh God, and that is. Very strange. And even though it's the right thing, it's very strange. <laughs> oh, Jay. Very strange. I know. And that pain never mm. goes away. And I can see with you that, mm. that absolutely not. The thought of it. And even though you've done the right thing. Yeah. I know. Because you're so responsible for them. And they are very yes. much. And not in that yes. sense of ownership, I don't think. In that sense no. of a, a, no. a companion. Your friend. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. And you are absolutely responsible for them. And that is, that is not a burden. Mm. One woman said to me once, one woman who owns cats, she said to me once, do you have to walk them every day? <laughs> As the, and I said, yeah, but that's, that's, that's a really good bit. She said, why? 
Oh, okay. And there's a community there, isn't there, that you're part of? Oh, fantastic. And you know all of the dogs' names and none of the humans. (laughs) And it took me a year before, when I used to walk Gracie, met this man, he had a poodle. Paul, Paul and I, not my Paul, this Paul, we would walk, our dogs would play. It took me a year, a year before I realised it was um, Paul O'Grady. And we lived in the same block of flats. Wow, Paul O'Grady. Yeah, because the only time I ever saw him on the telly, he was as his drag person. Now, it's all oh, about now, dogs. Now. He adores dogs, yeah, doesn't he? Absolutely. He lives for dogs. Yeah, he's got many yeah. a dog from Battersea where he just couldn't leave it and took it home. Uh. <laughs> and I think his partner said, no more. No more. Yeah. And yeah. then he bought a farm. I know. And he's got his chickens and I bet he's got donkeys now. Oh, oh he's a lovely man. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take your mm. love for your dogs <laughs> and your husband and Paul. Yeah. We've not really spoken yeah. about him, yeah. but uh, I'm sure he's, he's happy to stand by while the dogs are yeah. walked. <laughs> yes, a, he'll do. With a plastic yeah. bag over his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, that's yeah. going into the time capsule. <laughs> OK, that's it. Number three is inside the time capsule. So we've got two others, Thank one you. that you, you cherish and love and one that you'd like to get rid of yeah. from your life. Yes. It's more difficult, this, isn't it? The the uh, yeah the area of your life, you say, no, I'd, I wish that hadn't happened. I wish that hadn't happened, and I would really, I'd quite like you to bury the memory, mm. so I couldn't, so I wouldn't keep having. A, my husband and I were on holiday, and we did some rock climbing on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So we climbed up the rock, and then we were walking back, and two men from the left just stood up, and my husband took my hand. He said. Jay, I love you. Run. Oh, my God. And we started to run, and they came out with machetes. <gasps> yeah. And it was, you know, police afterwards saying, what did they look like? They looked about that long, the machetes, because <laughs> that's all you could see. Yeah, of course. You know? What they looked like, no idea. And we were saved by a guard who was on top of a building, a child. He was about 15, and he had a rifle, and he fired it just before they were going to stab my husband. Oh, my God. For a rucksack that had bottled water and my Chanel lipstick. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, what were you going to do? Oh, and our camera. We were rock climbing. We didn't have... No. Who the hell takes anything with yeah. the rock? It's all right. I've got all my bonds with me, you know. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a gold bullion. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And thank goodness I'd put my wedding rings in the safe. Oh, it's it's oh. terrifying, isn't it, to be in a situation where you suddenly are aware that you can't reason your way out of this. No, no. And your character has no bearing. No. Whether you try to live a life with honour has no bearing on the situation no. whatsoever. You're None. irrelevant. None. Yes. What's important you is your are, possessions. You are not a person. Yeah. Yeah. And they will hurt you. Oh, God. And the disbelief, I mean... How long did you have to run for? Oh, we didn't get very far. No. And they just came round in front with these. And then they pushed my husband to the ground. So it was that close? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing this. My husband was scrabbling backwards on his his back. And they were trying to stab him. And he was trying to get the rucksack off. And they got it off him. And and then they were patting me down, holding my face and screaming. And I I couldn't work out because I couldn't believe it was happening. I Mm. could not comprehend that two of our fellow humans were doing this. Mm. It just seemed... I mean, we could see our hotel. We could... It, it, it seemed 
it it just seemed impossible, but it was happening. And then this this kid fired the gun, mm. fired his rifle, and everything stopped. And they literally they picked up the rucksack and they ran. And then Paul and I just stood there. Yeah. And then we walked back to the hotel. God. The police came. And then you start to shake. Yeah, but you just, it took days to, I mean, we, we couldn't get a flight home either. Mm. We had three more days and we just, we just wanted to come home. Yeah. It doesn't mean... It, it took Paul five years to get on an aeroplane again. I'm not surprised. No. But of course, the sad thing is that it could happen outside your house. Yes, it was not the geography. No. It was not the country. Any inexplicable violence by one person against another... Yeah. It's always terrifying, isn't it? Because you what, can't mitigate. A, no. Yeah. Why did you where did you think that was gonna be a good idea? Yeah, and how how is your soul? You can't even really say well say imagine this person's life was just so awful and had nothing in it. And you've got a sick parent and they've got a starving mm. child. And so well I can understand people going to extremes in order to, to try and make those things better. There are other ways to get money yes. without actually yes. having to endanger people's lives or yeah. hurt anyone. Yeah. You can just take things yep. and that doesn't hurt anyone. So in a way, the I'm going to attack you and take your money or your possessions or whatever it is that I can sell, mm. that is a deliberate choice that, that involves the attacking. Yeah. My fear is that it's just easy. Mm. It's just, you know, you have a big knife... You just acquiesce. You just. But it, it, the, the problem with it is, I can't give you what you want no. because I don't understand. I can't. It's taking me so long to comprehend what it is you want mm. that now you are so angry because I'm not doing what you want. Yeah. Because I, I just could not believe it was happening. No. And then walking back, just stunned. And then, of course, days later, the what ifs. Mm. What if he hadn't fired the rifle? What if, what if, what if? And, mm. and then sitting there waiting for the plane. Yeah. Like, you got three days. Like, Can we not? We tried everything. What if we walk to another country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got across the seas. That's not happening. Okay. Mm. Can't we take a boat? Can we? So we did all that. And you just don't feel safe at all. No. No. No, that's, it's gone now. No. Those moments, they do live with you. They do affect your mm. life, sadly. You know, you can't... Yep. I mean, I, I I will put it into the time capsule for you and I hope that it goes. But uh, it, the, the reality is that they do stay with you, they do linger, and they change you, which is a shame. Yeah. Because, you know... Yeah. I mean, I've been in situations like that where suddenly things have turned to a point that I know I can't reason my way out of. Somebody mm. wants to hurt me and there's nothing that I can do mm. to stop it. And And it's really frightening. It's really frightening. Yeah. And then that will get, comes back at the strangest of times. I was walking yes. with my yeah. wife and children across a lovely French beach, and I said, I'm sure we can get back to where we are this way if we just go up here. I think that we can go up the cliff. There are steps, I think. And about halfway up, a man started to come up behind us, and a man started to come down in front <gasps> of us. And I absolutely froze with fear. And then thought, well, how do I protect my children? How do I protect my wife? And actually, the man behind us was just walking up the steps and the man in front of us was just walking down the steps. Yeah. But it was a, yeah. it was a memory of something that triggered off this, yeah. this fear, this need to flee yeah. and nowhere to flee. To flee. 
and then you make contingency plans, mm. don't you? That's what we did for, <clears throat> excuse me, months after, is someone coming towards you and that lizard part of your brain is now activated and you don't know if it's real or not, if it's just your your emotional memory coming up. But then I would make contingency plans, have my keys in my hands, thinking, bring it on. I am not quaking in my boots this time. There will be consequences. Mm. I'm thinking that about a complete stranger walking towards me. Yeah. And you think, okay... So now, so now who am I? Mm. Now I'm the baddie. Just because I don't act upon it yeah. doesn't mean I haven't stood there and imagined kicking the crap out of you. I know. Because I'm scared. What if this so, man raises his hand to his head to scratch it? I know. Just at the and wrong moment. And then what happens? Yeah, then, just then you the wrong moment because I'm at my most heightened, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's called God. assault. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. As I say, consequences. There are consequences yeah. and it's a shame. And it, you can see it yeah. in so many people. And I think actually... We rarely realise the consequences of aggression on our side against other people and what it does to them. Yeah. So you something you have to watch in yourself, I think. Yes, like so many other bloody things. <laughs> <laughs> the list grows ever longer. Thank God we don't have to worry <laughs> about drinking. That's the important thing. You know what? Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I've not got a problem with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, lovely. God. OK, so we come to your oh. final item, Jane. Um, cheek by Jowl. Cheek Beckton by Jowl. Donnellan and Nico Morrell. The oh. theatre company, yes. Yeah. Oh. Don't you love acting, oh, don't you? Oh, my goodness. You really love acting, yeah. don't you? I like it when someone makes me better. Uh. And that's what Declan and Nick did. Mm. We were doing Othello, the world tour. God help us. <laughs> but, oh, Declan's way. Declan is... I love him. He's just... He came into rehearsals one day. We start at 10. You have to be off book as well before you even begin rehearsals. Very it's good not idea. Interesting. Very yeah, good. It doesn't give a monkey's about you learning the lines. That's your issue and that's your job, so go and do it. Go and do it. So yeah. everyone's off book. Mm. So you can start by having conversations. And he says, his, oh, his phrase is lovely. He said, all that happens is in the gap between you and me. That's where the theatre is. That's where the drama is. That's where the story is. Mm. That's all it is. Brilliant. And we were allowed, in the whole of Othello, we were allowed five pauses. <laughs> I had two. Oh. I was Amelia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two of my own. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he calls it going home. He's like, oh, you've just gone home in that bit. You've just gone and done what you always do. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you're boring. Yeah. Be like... Why? Thanks, Declan. I'll yeah. do something else. And he said, "Good, go on, off you go." Brilliant. He came in one day. He came, and we started rehearsals, and he just went, "Oh, <laughs> oh!" <laughs> and he just packed his bags, and he went, "All oh, you lot, you you just bore me. I'll see you tomorrow." And he left. Wow. It was like, great. Should we do Act Four? So we just carried on rehearsals with that. But then you think, I'd better buck my ideas up. Exactly. But mm. also, maybe, what if I am boring? What is it that's boring? Yeah. Am I being entirely predictable? What is it? I must examine that. And that's what would happen, of course. Yeah, of you course. Know? And sometimes, you, you know, people do rubbish to not be boring. Mm. But oftentimes, little bits of magic would happen. Yeah. You know? He's absolutely right about the pause, though. Yeah. The voice coach at the Royal Shakespeare Company, Sis Berry, fantastic one, and been the voice coach for almost every major actor for the last 60 years. She said that Sybil Thorndike said it's not a pause, it's a poise. 
<laughs> Which is rather sweet. Oh. But I, I've always thought that a pause has to be earned. It has yep. to be earned. You know, yeah. in comedy, the pause is the moment before you deliver the joke, usually. Yeah. You hold it back almost like a... A tease. That breath before you deliver the punchline is... Yeah. It's sort of built into it almost because it happens in life. But in, yes. in drama... Yes. I mean, look at us. We just talk. Yep. And often it's not because you're thinking. So people do that strange thing of stopping to think. And humans very rarely do that. Yes. You think yes. while you're talking. I can think yes. and talk at the same time. Exactly. And that's what Declan would say is the only reason you stop talking is because I've got something to say yeah. and I almost force you to stop talking. He said, there's no, there's no gap. He said, because even halfway through the sentence, you've, you're already there. Because yeah. people nod, they go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Because they've already grasped it because they have IQs. Yes. And can speak English. So... Yeah, and in real life, oh, that really annoys just... people, doesn't it? When you cut in on a <laughs> sentence. They say, I'm finished no, it's yet. Like you've already got it. Yeah, I know, I like, know what you're yeah, going to say. I, you know, when you hear politicians saying, can you let me finish? It's like, no, because mm. you said the same thing yesterday, and I grasped it then as well. <laughs> so let's move this along, yeah. shall we? Yeah. And why do they talk so slowly? To mm. whom are they speaking? Oh, anyway. Yes, sorry. I know. Blah. With all those... <laughs> well, that thing we were talking about before we started the recording of, of how to keep talking without saying anything while Absolutely. you're thinking of something else, you know. Don't you do that in press interviews? <laughs> you know, when they ask you a question you don't want to answer and you go, huh, huh that's very interesting because that reminds me of... And you yeah. go and answer something completely Off different. you go. But uh, we, used to have a, yeah. we used to have a line that we used to say... <laughs> I was in a comedy group and we used to do a lot of radio interviews... And we had the line, which was whenever they asked us a question we didn't want to answer or we thought, oh, not that. Oh, God, here we go again. Yes, yeah. We would say, that, that's, a, that's <laughs> a really, wow, that is a really, really interesting question. Um, although a more interesting question is... <laughs> so stealing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Use it. Stealing that. Use Thank it. you very much. I Thank know. you. I and will also, not give you any credit. If, it's a, if <laughs> it's a dull question... <laughs> So a friend of mine called Jeffrey Perkins came up with this line. He used to say to people, well, I don't know, there's a, there's a long and a short answer to that. The, the short answer is no. Uh, but the long answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Might steal yeah. that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Goodness. Oh. oh. Yeah, so did you just do the one production with Cheek by Jowl? Yes, Othello, yeah. It mm. went on for 18 months. Give me a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I know you never asked me again, cheeky man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had two pauses, you see. I know, yeah. You'd yeah, had yeah, your quota. Up my pause quota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Declan. Um, oh. Brilliant. Okay. God, that's sure. Well, I'm going to put them in there. They're, they're a great theatre company, always have been. Yeah, and, make uh, me a better actor. And, and, and as you can see from the standard of my acting, I've never worked for them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to end this now because it, it's, it's, I've got to have a drink. Jay, I can't, <laughs> I can't go this long without a drink. It drives me mad. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike. Cheers. Bye. 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 You have been listening to My Time Capsule with me, Mike Fenton-Stevens, and my guest, Jay Griffiths. Thank you very much for listening. 
I hope you've enjoyed it enough to want to hear more episodes. If so, then you can subscribe to this podcast on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can listen and download all episodes for free. For free. For free. Yep, that's the way to make a living. If you have a spare minute or two, please do rate the show and leave a review. And if you want to follow us for more information about the show and our guests, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You just search My Time Capsule or Mike Fenton Stevens. It'll pop up. Okay, the producer of this podcast was John Fenton Stevens, and the music was by Pass the Peas Music. It was a cast off production, which I hope you won't cast off. <laughs> you see? Is it play on words? Yeah, that's the sort of quality you get with this show. <sighs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 